the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KYCR Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Vatican has announced Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has died. He was 95 years old. Here's correspondent Karen Chamish. Benedict had become increasingly frail since he retired in 2013. His dramatic decision to resign paved the way for the conclave that elected Pope Francis. The two popes then lived side by side in the Vatican Gardens in an unprecedented arrangement. The former Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger never wanted to be Pope, but he was forced to follow in St. John Paul II's footsteps, running the church during a period of scandal and indifference. However, he will forever be remembered as the first pontiff in 600 years to resign from the job. I'm Karen Chamas. Legendary TV journalist Barbara Walters has died at age 93. She's considered a broadcasting pioneer. She rose to prominence on NBC's Today Show. More details at srnews.com. Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance. If you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic located in Ridgefield off 494 and 35W. We're here to provide you with another solution outside of those medication shots and surgeries that you've already tried. Like many of my patients, you're probably still suffering, if not even more. If this is crippling your life, where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if you worry about whether you can even walk around your neighborhood, call us now to figure out what we can do differently for you. We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Stop suffering and call us today at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? 
Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year's Eve, to be precise. Um, Thank you for listening today. We're doing the top eight stories of economics uh, in 2022. We just finished. If you're just listening, if you're catching us on the podcast and you pick this up, you might want to, if you didn't listen to the first hour yet, you might want to go back and get that first and listen to it. We did, going backward from number eight, Defining recessions in the National Bureau for Economic Research. Seven, the exposure and maybe, I won't say failure, but the troubles of ESG strategies, environmental investing, uh, has taken a big hit in 2022. Number seven, uh, missing workers uh, in many economies, but particularly here in the United States. Number five, the UK and the short tenure of Liz Truss and. My question, whether or not the uh, whether or not the city of London actually had a lot to do with her being kicked to the side. Um, so that leaves us four. And I um, and and someone called in. John called in to sort of say, well, you're going to talk about this one, right? Well, John, why, let's bring John on the line uh, on the show today uh, under the King Banyan show. John, good morning. Happy New Year to you, sir. Oh, oh thank you very much. Good morning. Um you know, I liked in your introduction a few weeks ago, I think she said something about two hours of economics without graphs. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, when I was a freshman, I had economics the first semester. And I think the first day of class, that professor must have done about eight or ten graphs on the on the blackboard just on the first day of class. Oh, oh. I'm uh, sorry, John. So, I mean, I, I I will say, I just think that's I, 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 that's not a good way to teach, in my view. Mm-hmm. And I also, <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad to hear that your students are, are, are finding jobs and employment. I would have thought that in this economic times it might have been difficult to get positions in uh, marketing and management, but that's really good that they're all finding work before they graduate. They, they are, indeed, before they graduate, and sometimes I can't get them to finish their degree before they're, they're gone, and, and, all it, and we have to sort of hunt them down like, don't you want you put so much into this you got yes. two classes left come back finish you know right anyway. that's a good mm-hmm. yeah well, well then i wanted to ask you about this on on bitcoin there's been a lot of talk this week about the collapse of a bitcoin exchange um i, I was wondering if you could tell us exactly what do they mean when they talk about mining they they, they refer to mining for bitcoins what does that mean and where right. does that story come in? Right. So so let me answer that for you specifically, and then I'm going to go to this number four story, because I've got a little clip of this Sam Bankman-Fried who's been in all the news. He's going to be the number four story, okay? And I've really wrestled with this. I'm contending it's not as – because it feels like it's the number one story if you watch the news, John, but I don't know this to be. But to answer specifically, when when Bitcoin itself was initially created – 
what they had to do was have a way to regulate how many bitcoins could in fact be created. It uses a distributed system by which you you can show how many who has which bitcoins. And they do that by having something called a distributed ledger. So in your business you have a ledger, and there's one ledger that maybe two if you're hiding things from the tax authorities, but there should be one ledger that everyone says, yes, these are the transactions of the business, this is what we own, and this is what we owe, right? Um, In a distributed ledger, that's spread out over thousands of different computers. You received bitcoins by processing those transactions and doing calculations uh, that were required in order to get to get Bitcoin. Now, some of the environmental concerns about Bitcoin is that those calculations, that mining, costs a lot in electricity. Um, so that's the part that is the mining part. But that applies specifically, John, to Bitcoin. So if I talk about other cryptocurrencies, they don't have the mining component. Many of them don't. That Okay, because it turns out that the Sam Bankman-Fried could just create tokens like this, right? He could just he could just pump them out uh, whenever he wanted to. He didn't have to go through a mining process. But with Bitcoin, you actually can only create new Bitcoins by creating a, a, a set of transactions you have to do in order to receive a new Bitcoin. You could trade for them, but you can't earn. You can't create one without doing all of this calculation. So that's the mining piece, John. Let me, because I want to make sure I've got enough time, I want to make sure I get to this this particular piece, though. So, thank John, thank you for the call, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you as my launch point um, to talk about, talk about this piece. Um, there are three different people that work on this show at various times. Spencer, who's new, new to us. Daniel, who's away on assignment right now. We expect he'll be back after the new year. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Spencer's around, though. And then, of course, uh, of course, uh, we call him the capo, uh, uh, John, who, is, who uh, operates as our, prog- our program director here uh, for, for the entire station, or series of stations, in fact, uh, at Salem Twin Cities. But, but the three of us, were, the four of us, were talking about this clip um, Sam Bankman-Fried, of course, uh, the head of FTX, which has had a spectacular collapse, he's now come back to the United States and faces trial. While he was, uh, while he's been in custody or in, um, not in custody, but while he was uh, trying to figure out how he was going to get out of his difficulties, he agreed to many interviews. This particular one with the Wall Street Journal, I found absolutely illuminating. And indeed, I'll shoot this back out to you because it's one of the better ones I've seen. They've really asked him a bunch of questions. So here's a, a very short segment in which the reporter is trying to pin him down on whether or not to go to John's point, right? Rather than mining, they were just creating tokens out of thin air. And indeed, the same token was perhaps being used to represent multiple accounts. Let's play that cut number five. I wanted to ask about the FTX terms of use. Yep. They say that uh, you control the digital assets held in your account. They can't be loaned out, except there's also another part of the terms of use that talk about margin trading. Yep. 
in which there is actually language that says your money could be loaned out right. and it could disappear if somebody's trade right. goes bad. On FTX, uh, did you have to opt in to do market engine trading? So for the peer-to-peer borrowed lending order book, you did, yes. How many people and how much money was actually in that? I don't know exactly off the top of my head. I think it was, I want to say, 8 or $10 billion at the peak. Um, I don't know what it is today. Were you sweeping people into margin trading and allowing their collateral to be loaned out? I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly what procedures we used uh, to determine whether an account was, you know, doing margin trading or... I do remember, um, you know, a way that people could have opted into it, but uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Was there a violation of the terms of use? I don't know of a violation of the terms of use. Um, I don't know every line of the terms of use. I can't confidently say there wasn't, but uh, I don't know of one. Okay, so after you hear that, what do you think? Okay, the reaction of all three, uh, I didn't hear from Daniel, but Spencer and, and John both were like, guy's lying. It's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it sure looks it. Um, the number one thing I think about when I hear this is is, uh, is that the similarities between how he talks, and I'm going to tell you, when you, when I mention Elizabeth Holmes, I don't want you to think of the, of the uh, it's a Netflix series, as I remember, Spencer. Um I'm not positive it's on Netflix, but wherever it is. Um, don't think about the series. Find there's a two-hour documentary of of Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. The way she can look at a camera and tell things that the, that the documentary shows were lies. Um, and the way he looks at the camera and says things to this Wall Street Journal reporter are such are such parallels. They, they, I mean, I can't prove he lied. I think he did, but they, but in her case, they, they've got the goods. Um, and, and, and it's clearly true. Um, you know, to wrap up this whole piece, you know, so I, I'm actually planning to give a few talks on crypto in 23. Uh, and, and someone said, well, what is the topic still going to be there? I said, I hope so. And they said, why? It seems like it's all a scam. And I said, you know, Someone showed me. My brother-in-law, in fact, showed me on um, showed me at at, at a lunch uh, we had together the other day. Somehow he had found himself an agro check from Zimbabwe in two thousand eight. Special agro checks. Those babies had at least nine zeros in front of a uh, in front of the first significant digit, right? Right. In one case, one check size was a hundred billion Zimbabwean dollars, which they had already lopped three zeros off only three years before. Shortly after they issued this note, that note on the 1st of July of 2008, less than 30 days later, they reorganized the currency and lopped off 10 zeros. So your $100 billion note was now worth only 10 new Zimbabwean dollars. And that's, that's what's being competed with. When someone tells me crypto's just a big scam, it's like, yeah, but compared to what? To the U.S. dollar? 
yeah, the U.S. dollar is more valuable than Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not going to replace the U.S. dollars. You could argue even that the world could live without Bitcoin. But think about other countries in the world. The damage this guy did to the to the ability of these other by, uh, for people in places like Zimbabwe or in El Salvador or in or in Jamaica or in any number of countries with very weak governments and weak financial systems. He's damaging the ability for another option to come forward that can replace the terrible fiat money uh, fiat money systems that they have. And I think that's really bad. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Guess mine is not the first Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from The Biz 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call the Biz 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small.
Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes. You say I ought to know that he don't love me anymore, and I'll have to let him go. You say you're gonna take him, oh, but oh. I don't think you can. Loretta, you Loretta, Loretta. Loretta. To take my man. I love this song. This is like one of the most perfect country songs ever written, I think. Loretta Lynn, of course, passed away this past year. The music you're hearing today on the show, and we'll have the Spotify up later to, later after the show. You'll be able to find... Uh, I, I pulled 14 off my list. I could have gone deeper, uh, but I just that's, that's where I landed uh, on this one. And uh, I just invite you to um, listen to those and sort of remember. So the number four, the collapse of cryptocurrencies, it wasn't just FTX. Uh, obviously, there were others out there as well. Celsius, uh, Binance is in trouble right at this particular moment uh, and tying it to uh, Bitcoin, as John did uh, on the call before. And thanks again, John, uh, was uh, very uh, is very appropriate in thinking about that and actually actually thinking about environmental issues. Whenever you create one of these lists, you always worry you're going to go back later and go, oh, why did you think that was that number? It should have been ranked much higher. Oh, that turned out to be really nothing. and should have been ranked much lower. I truly think the top three that I've got, you could defend putting them in any order and I'm taking a risk in making this one number three because a year from now, it is entirely possible that in the next six months, we'll go, well, that was the top thing. We just didn't recognize it right at the moment. It happened. And it's very similar to how we reacted initially to the to the reports of some new weird virus happening in China three years ago. Of course, as you can guess by now, what I'm discussing is the fact that that China in, you know, of of course, you could have said one of the big things, even if even if they hadn't done what I'm going to talk about. The big thing in China was the third term for Xi Jinping uh, that was put forward by by the, the Central Committee in October of this year. But rather than that. I think the number one thing coming out of China is the is the thing that we're now checking people at the border to be sure it doesn't become a thing elsewhere, and that is, of course, the decision to abandon its dynamic zero-COVID uh, policy. Um, I had thought about playing a clip that, that had a, a Reuters reporter talking to a, a state minister who is uh, well known for being very uh, vocal about the failures of the West, has a Twitter account that is that is widely followed. Um, I'm not going to even give you his name because I think the guy is just a propagandist for the central for the uh, Chinese Communist Party, and I'm not willing to really help them do that. Instead, I want to talk 
I want to play just this little bit of a report. This is from a news report that was done uh, uh, back last week on December 23rd. Uh, so a week ago, Friday. And this is uh, uh, Chi Chen, uh, who's a public health uh, uh, researcher at Yale. At, uh, at Yale. And then uh, Leland Miller, who writes for the uh, China Beige book. Let's play this cut, please. Cut six. 21st. And in the next couple of weeks, China will be faced with uh, unprecedented pressure to the health system. You're going to see COVID zero pass this. You're going to see at least this wave of COVID pass this. And you're going to see a, re- a reactivation of the economy. But I think people have been way too uh, optimistic on how fast this can happen. So the... The story and the reason why I think this story is is interesting is, is is that there's two aspects of it. First of all, there's the health aspect. Is it possible that the rest of the, the rest of the world is going to experience another wave? Because do whatever we can. And you'll notice we were much faster this time to put up a stop sign and say you're going to need to be tested if you're coming out of China or Hong Kong or Macau. Um, you're going to have to be tested to come into various countries, including the U.S. and Canada. You can't just travel uh, um, as you wish out of these countries. And it took us weeks into the into the spread of infection, uh, 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 it, it, the spread of the infection in, tw- in early 2020, before we actually were able to get our hands around what it was that we needed to do. So it's possible, although I think it's less likely, because that would mean we were going to commit again the same mistake we made we made three years ago. And typically when we make mistakes, we make new ones. We don't do the same stupid thing over and over again, unless you're the French building defense against Germany. Um, but that's a, that's a story for another day. Um, I think the bigger issue coming out of China is going to be what happens. So the story that's going on right now is they're going through all this infection, but it's happening in a period where where typically right around now, preparing for Chinese New Year, businesses are beginning to wind down production. Workers are beginning to travel to go back to be with their families for Chinese New Year, which is the latter half of January. So they're getting sick, maybe doing it in their in their work homes, maybe taking it, almost certainly it's going to travel by train, by car, uh, into other parts of China. So the entire country will have, a, have waves of this. And, and the country's so large, you have to remember that it's not going to happen everywhere all at once. It's going to happen in waves. So the West, or excuse me, Eastern China, Southeast China, the, the, the place where most of the industrial production happens, might be going through it right now. Beijing has, it seems to have already gone through some of it, may have actually already begun to peak. But the numbers are so huge that it's almost for certain that there's very little production coming out of there for the next few weeks. That's definitely reducing the amount of imports we're going to receive from China, but that's kind of a normal seasonal thing. So here's the real question. This is what Leland Miller is saying on that clip is, it is possible, 
it is possible to think that in the second quarter, everyone's done being sick, there'll be a reopening, and China's just going to bloom at the same time when many of us believe that many of the countries in the West will still be in recession, including potentially the United States. And so that China will then pull all of the goods being produced elsewhere back to themselves. I, so, and, and, and Leland's saying, I don't know that that's actually true. I don't think that that's really going to happen. But I do think is one of the stories for 23 that I'm trying to build into my own forecast of what happens in the U.S., what happens in Minnesota, what happens in central Minnesota is what's going to be the impact of China going through the, a, a policy that, frankly, feels like let it rip? Okay, will they bounce back? And it's one thing to say, well, you know, let it rip kind of worked out well for Nordic countries. I mean, my daughter's visiting us from Denmark, and it's interesting because she's not a person uh, with, with strong economic conservative views. But she's watched what Denmark's done and said, you know, they kind of got everybody a shot and then said, yeah, fine, let it go. We think we'll be okay. But they had access to great vaccine technology. China hasn't, and there's reason to believe that things won't go the same there. And so I I do wonder, and this is part of the, my thought process is thinking through the forecast is, how long would it be before China is able to produce things, send them to us in the same way that, that send, send things to us in the same way that they did in the middle of 22 when they were still living under the, under the, uh, the dynamic zero COVID policy? What will production there look like in that period versus what it's looked like so far in 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 21 and in 22 and i don't have a good answer for that yet i'm still in the process of thinking it through but it is at least the number three story and it is possible you're going to come back and tell me you know what that was the number one story you blew it i'll just say it's possible it is i'll be back after this here listening to the king banging show on the biz 1440 <laughs> Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. 
Some days, I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. was Christine Perfect. That was actually her given name. Um, and um, she performed as a, a with a basically a blues, a British blues band in the late 60s called Chicken Shack. And I have to say, if you don't find Chicken Shack somewhere, you should you, if you should happen to run across it somewhere, it's actually really, really would have been good. Uh, <laughs> um, it was really, really good. Uh, and um, I've actually found myself since she passed away digging out uh, recordings of Chicken Shack uh, and wondering to myself, man, what would have happened if she had stayed with them rather than going on on to Fleetwood Mac? Well, she may, probably would not have been as famous, but uh, that music was really good. Anyway, she, of course, also passed away recently uh, this month. Um, and um, and we're, sad, we're sad that she's gone. Um, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We're counting down the top eight stories of twenty twenty two, and the number two, and it will shock. You know, this is how big a number a world this is. If you listen to the show, you tend to think that I'm obsessed with monetary policy. Oh, well, I am. You're listening to the show that's taught by that's that's taught that's um, that's uh, narrated by a, a guy who is a monetary economist. It's how I 
when people ask me to identify myself, I'm a monetary economist that ends up doing a lot of different things. I'm a university administrator. I'm a local economic forecaster. Uh, and I'm a radio host. Okay. Um, and I actually haven't written a whole lot on monetary policy lately. But um, but you, you will see that uh, um, uh, uh, the, the inflation story is only the number two story, can only really be the number two story. And frankly, after what I just said about China and my wonderment about, about am I going to regret making China number three? Maybe China's number two and... Uh, Maybe China's number three and uh, China's number two and inflation ends up being number three. It's really hard to say. But I do think that that the inflation story was has basically controlled the entire world. And it actually really kind of started all the way back in January. I believe this this cut is from Jan- yes, January 26th. And this was so. This was right after the new year uh, in 2022. Jay Powell, who had been been, um, if not the leader of Team Transitory, certainly was on the team and in the and in the team photo for Team Transitory. Basically, has to come out and tell tell the financial press at the first FOMC meeting of 22 that he's. He's being traded to uh, team inflation is serious. Let's go ahead and play this cut, please. Cut seven. Undermine it. I also would point out that there are there are other forces at work this year, which should also help bring down inflation. We hope, including improvement on the supply side, which will ultimately come. Uh, the timing and pace of that are uncertain. And also fiscal policy is going to be. Uh, less supportive of, of growth this year, not of the level of economic activity, but the fiscal impulse to growth will be significantly lower. So there are multiple forces which should be working over the course of the year for inflation to come down. Uh, we, we do realize that the timing and pace of that are, are highly uncertain and that uh, inflation has persisted longer than we, um, than we thought. And, of course, we're prepared to use our tools to assure that higher inflation does not become entrenched. Which I find really, and so for the year, of course, we now know that the Fed at that point had not even intimated that it might raise rates this much, took the rate from zero up to a level of four and a quarter to four and a half percent. And and throughout the year kept saying, kept increasing their forecast for inflation for 22 and then for 23. So that now they do not expect inflation to be below three and a half percent even by the end of next year. They don't think they'll get back to the two percent target even in 2024. One of the things that plays into this story of inflation, and it ties to what we talked about. If you haven't listened to the first hour of the show yet, go back, grab the podcast at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Go to the end of that first hour. And we talk about the the mini budget of Liz, Liz Truss and Quasi Quartang, which I think was the number five story of the year. The and 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 in the entire run of how we went through that that period, uh, uh, that six week period, and the inflation that has resulted from the fact that the government has said 
it is going to spend more than it had planned before. Here in the United States, we had the American Rescue Plan. We've had, we've had the, the fiscal year 22 omnibus bill. We've had an increase in, in, in food stamp funds. They've changed the Medicaid enrollment rules, which has actually added to the deficit. And then the one that actually absolutely gets me is costing us perhaps $750 million, according, uh, uh, according to uh, independent estimates, is the attempt to cancel student debt. The pauses of repayment, and so forth, the attempt to cancel, which is on hold, so that number might come down. If you add that all up, in the last two years, and you add the interest on top of it, that's more than $5 trillion that's been added to the debt over this time, as opposed to about $250 million, billion that was in the Inflation Reduction Act. So a $4.8 trillion increase. So 1.9 of that, of course, or yeah, 1.9 of that's the American Rescue Plan. That's 2021. But everything else has probably added another $3 trillion. And somehow we're supposed to believe that inflation could continue to come down. And I do think that the Fed, over time, has become more reticent, silent, unwilling to talk about fiscal policy. But it's actually being led by the fact that it's got all of this debt being created and and interest rates rising, and it doesn't quite know what to do about that. But that story plays out in other places. To hear Christine Lagarde at the European Central Bank, the the folks that said, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that uh, the bonds of of countries in the periphery like Italy and Spain and Greece can continue to be sold. Okay, now pushing their interest rate to 3%. The UK pushing their rate rate to 3%. And in, in an absolute, interestingly... An absolute tizzy over what to do with interest rates going forward. The U.S., the Federal Open Market Committee, has been unified. There's not been a dissenting vote except for one in which, in which uh, Jim Bullard said you should go faster back in March. Once they hit the 75 basis point increase numbers back in, back in April... The committee has been unanimous in every action. It was unanimous in cutting back to 50 basis points. And I expect unanimity going forward. Meanwhile, in the UK, the, the, their central bank's uh, monetary policy committee has had votes where they've had two people saying you should be raising rates more, one person saying you should raise rates yet less, and so they end up with... Uh, a vote where they've got six of the nine people agreeing to a policy and three people disagreeing. That leaves you very uncertain, which is why I do think the UK is going to be the place where recession will be seen be most pronounced 
and I and and where I do think uh, the the government of Rishi Sunak is likely to suffer an even worse fate than uh, than Liz Truss. Okay, yes, he'll stay in office longer, but the the defeat he'll eventually feel probably at the election at the next election is going to be profound. Um, I believe, but that inflation story is going on the world. I mean, and, and within that, I think you have to talk about the fact that that uh, that the uh, yield curve control policy of the Bank of Japan died this last month without any expectation whatsoever. Rather than controlling the yield on their short-term securities to a range of plus or minus. Uh, one quarter of one percent around zero, they actually widened it out to plus or minus 50, uh, 50 basis points. And so that short-term gov- Japanese government bonds are currently playing 0.4%. It's positive for the first time in years. And I want to say 2015 was the last time, or 14 was the last time it was positive. Monetary policy is being fundamentally changed around the world, and I do like what I heard, uh, what I read uh, uh, Tyler Cowen uh, to say on Marginal Revolution, which is this was a pretty good year for orthodoxy. At least when it comes to monetary policy, orthodox strategies of how you fight inflation have come back, and at least within the U.S., I will argue, I think are are working. Doesn't mean they won't end up with a deeper recession. It doesn't mean they won't abandon ship some point down the road. They might, as they have every time before. But I do believe that that there's some sign that it's working. But I, I think, I think the number two story of this year is inflation. So you wonder if that big thing, which King, you spend a lot of time talking about, if that's number two, who's number one? Well, I'll tell you that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show. On the Biz, 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Does inflation have you worried? Maybe you have an appliance or two on life support or dated ones that need to be renewed before the holidays? 
Don't worry, Appliance Renew has your back. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We have a large inventory of brand new name brand scratch and ding appliances at 20 to 50% off. Appliance Renew is your peace of mind solution in these crazy economic times. We have over 250 brand new scratch and ding appliances from LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, Frigidaire, and more. Just waiting for you in our Farmington showroom. All appliances are brand new with a little ding or two. We thoroughly inspect and test everything, and we stand behind our appliances with a complete one-year warranty. Whether you're looking for washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators, dishwashers, ovens, or more, you'll find it at Appliance Renew in downtown Farmington. Stop by today or search for Appliance Renew online. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Brighten someone's day with the free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas, we're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. song or the movie that it's from it's a it's a soundtrack the uh, greek composer uh, vangelis died um who you will all know is the composer of the theme of the soundtrack for chariots of fire this is not chariots of fire but it's my favorite vangelis soundtrack it's from the movie 1492 little lamented i will say is a movie wasn't a great movie but a truly fantastic soundtrack. And I, as someone that loves listening to movie soundtracks, um, as much as I love watching movies, maybe more, uh, it is truly uh, it is truly one of my favorites. So thank you. Uh, we'll have up the Spotify list for you uh, later this morning uh, if you want to watch. You just follow us always using the hashtag pound KBRS. And I'm glad you chose that, Spencer, to go last because it's kind of this nice dramatic sound which gets to the number one story. And it's like, how could it not be the number one story? Inflation was a huge story in 22. China is a huge is a huge story in 22 and maybe going forward in 23. I think inflation will be less of a story in 23 than in 22. Because I do think central banks have reacted strongly to getting getting on top of what the inf- getting on top of things now the question is when the when the recessions come as i would expect they'll do will they will they continue to uh hold tight uh and and meet the expectations that, of meet what they're saying they're going to do 
But the number one story is the one that sort of overrides everything, which is war in Ukraine. It can't be avoided. And lots of things that we've talked about, like inflation, like the labor supply issues um, that we've discussed, can be tied in one way or another to what's happening in Ukraine. I'm interested in silver linings, and I and and, and I was just reading. I, it's just very fascinating. I, if you've never listened to the show before, you might not know this, but I used to be an economic advisor to the National Bank of Ukraine back in the '90s. My counterpart later on became the Ukraine's representative. There's their second representative. There's a rank to these. He was the second, not the first. He was the second representative to the International Monetary Fund. Um. This morning, uh, in my on my Facebook, pops up an article in Ukrainian that he'd written just this past week, and it's about thinking about uh, what happens to uh, the exchange rate for the hryvna, their their currency, and what might what might happen to the hryvna uh, um, when they try to refloat the currency, the, the exchange rate, rather than keeping it fixed as they are right now, which makes perfect sense. So that's my point to saying everything kind of gets wrapped into what's happening there. But I want to give you, and and sort of like in the way in which I like to wrap up lots of these special things, which is about the resiliency of markets. Think about the statements we made to ourselves in February and March of this past year. Okay, in particular, the coming winter and how horrible winter would be. Um, because we're so dependent on energy, particularly the European Union, particularly Germany, is so dependent on on energy from Russia through through the through the various pipelines. Okay, um, this is just a clip of a story that was on Deutsche Welle, which of course is both German and English. So I grabbed the English an English translation of this very short piece announcing the opening of of a terminal to receive liquefied natural gas from places like the United States. Go ahead and let's play this cut eight. In a few months, we've managed to establish Germany's first liquefied gas terminal. It's a process that otherwise takes five to six years. The terminal will convert liquefied natural gas into gas and also serve as a storage facility. Meanwhile, Russia is looking to other partners to replace buyers in the EU. So, very simple story, right? War breaks out. They're dependent. They're dependent on 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 the pipelines from Russia, and everyone. And I'm not going to get into the story about about how Germany kind of sold itself to Russia in order to get cheap gas so they could dominate Europe with cheap energy. They don't have cheap energy anymore. I can tell you that. But the fact that the market reacted, there was such demand for energy in Germany that they took a process that they said you heard them say typically takes five years. And they figured out how to build a, a, a liquefied natural gas terminal and conversion facility in a matter of months. Had not been done before. That is what markets do. 
faced with excruciating shortages, prices that would be very, very high because you would have had to compete with gas around the world and you had been buying it from so many places. Instead, what is Germany is actually adding capacity. Even if the war were to end tomorrow, that terminal will be there. And the process by which we're breaking the hold that Russia has on the energy demands of Europe is moving quickly because of markets. That's the point. It was in their own interest. Give and I, hey, I'll tip my hat to the engineers that figured out how to telescope this thing from five years to to several months. But I'll bet a whole lot of that telescoping came from the fact that they removed lots of barriers that were coming from government regulation, just like we did for COVID. When markets are confronted, when governments are confronted with with a serious issue, first for COVID and now for Russia, governments have turned to market solutions to solve their problems. First to find a vaccine and now to find energy. And that's also, by the way, part of the reason why we're kicking ESG. ESG is losing its luster because we believe that to be true. So one last time, number eight, defining recessions. Number seven, ESG strategies. Number six, missing workers. Number five, the UK and trustonomics. Number four, the collapse of cryptocurrencies. Number three, China abandoning zero COVID. Number two, inflation around the world. And the number one story of 2022 in economics are the lessons we're learning from the Ukraine war of 2022 to 2023. I'm so glad you spent time with us today. One more time, I want to wish you a happy new year. Uh, and, and, and thank you for listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. This service member's greeting is brought to you by Snelling Heating. Hello, my name is Ensign Brian Hart. I'm stationed in the U.S. Navy. Hi to my mom, Jolene, my stepdad, Todd. Happy holidays to you all. Snelling Heating is proud to salute our soldiers serving to keep us safe this holiday at Snelling. They work 24-7 to keep you and your family safe and warm on our cold Minnesota nights. Be sure your family is safe this holiday by scheduling a 21-point furnace check today at SnellingCompany.com. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. 
Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. 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 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.